welcome back to me time with me Maya and me Emma. Today we have our 10th episode and also our final episode of season one. So very exciting because as we've been talking about for so long now we have some incredible plans for season two and we are so excited to finally share them all with you. But today we will be talking about um, leaving lockdown anxiety, anxiety, social anxiety, and everything we've just kind of been feeling over the past week since if you're in England, restaurants are finally open for for like seating outdoors and there's just a, a little, like restrictions are lower and that has brought about some interesting emotions, shall we say. Very interesting. <laughs> yeah, uh, how have you found this week, Em, just generally? I'd say it's been nice to be like see people about and be able to go to town or to a cafe and like sit in outside like yeah that makes sense um but also it's been a little bit stressful I don't know I went charity shopping on Monday and there were so many people clearly had the same idea as me and they, there was this one woman who I thought she was following me, but then I realized she was obviously just doing the rounds that I was doing the same charity shop round. Um, but she kept getting really close to me, and really? it got to a point where I was just like, "Can you like keep your distance, please?" And she just looked at me and then like just looked away, like didn't didn't acknowledge me, just walked on. And I was like, "Rude." Oh, interesting. Oh, yeah. I don't like that. I feel like a lot of people have been like, oh, everyone's so much nicer and everyone's so much happier now. But also I feel like this at the same time, I have seen so much kind of like hostility towards people. Mm. Yeah, I agree. Um, it almost feels easier because people just hide behind their mask. <laughs> yeah, literally. Wait, I think it's been so weird. Like my dad popped out today. He was like, oh, I'm just going to go to next. And I was like, oh. Yeah. And then it took me a minute to be like, oh, actually, you can do that now. Like, that is allowed. Yeah, I know. I keep catching myself like, wait, is this allowed? Yeah. Or is it not? Like, I don't want to post a story of something that's yes! like, not allowed. Even though obviously it is allowed because it's open. But I, know. I don't know. It's felt like it's just all happened at once overnight, even mm. though it kind of really hasn't. But there just seems yeah. to be so many more people, so many more kind oh, of yeah. groups around shops just like lots of people like in the spaces around shops yeah it's, just loitering around <laughs> yeah literally and it's like whoa I haven't seen this many people like in ages yeah. I mean obviously we're both on the coast so yeah. when it's a sunny day I, I mean I don't know how similar it is in Cornwall but in Brighton when it's a sunny day the beach is packed and, and yeah. so is the seafront and that's when I get really stressed because I just it's so hard to navigate without mm. coming really close to loads of people. I think the strangest thing for me has been, so I've been doing um, driving lessons all week. So that's what I've kind of been preoccupied with. Mm. But on Tuesday, I I walked to Tesco. It's like a route I do all the time. It's literally just like a 25 minute walk just down the road. And usually mm. I go and it's obviously super quiet. No one's there. And it was around like four o'clock in the afternoon, which is usually like dead, especially where I live. And I, I walked there and it was so busy, so many people walking on the side streets, but also so many kind of groups of young people, so many families, yeah. so many tourists. And I kind of yeah. got a bit panicky walking, like, oh, I don't know if I, I don't know if I like this. And I felt really self-conscious. I was like, maybe yeah. I should have dressed up a bit because everyone looked so nice. And I was just in like leggings and like a massive hoodie. And I was like, oh no, I feel yeah. really self-conscious. 
Well, that's the thing because staycations, I'm pretty sure, at least in England, are allowed now. Yeah. Um. So like, obviously there will be some level of tourism now in, in Brighton and in Cornwall. Um, and because it was the Easter holidays as well. Yeah, um, absolutely. I think state schools go back the day this comes out. It's It's just been like a combination of things and it has seemed that it's people have been really just loads of groups and I don't know I just it's yeah. just weird because you want to be like well this isn't allowed why are they down here but yeah it, but that is allowed. it is allowed and yeah. and it is fine and you know it as much as it has been so lovely to see kind of life like breathed back into a place that's been so dead for so long like mm. like St Ives and Carvis Bay is usually such a massive tourist destination yeah. it's just been really weird yeah it's quite a big adjustment isn't it yeah it is and I think yeah. a lot of people have found that and I think especially people who have been meeting up with like friends or um kind of going back out to the pubs because obviously pub gardens are open mm. this kind of anxiety especially when like coupled with alcohol when hungover yeah. has kind of like raised this concept that my friend was speaking to me about the other day called anxiety, which I had heard of before, but had you? No, I hadn't. And so like, it's something I definitely experienced, mm. but I didn't know there was a word for it. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, for anyone that doesn't know, anxiety is basically like a conflation of hangover and anxiety so it's anxiety after drinking or related to a hangover yeah and it's something that like it's obviously like an unofficial kind of like Mm. medical term it's something that I definitely experienced before but Mm. it was really interesting when she raised this to me because I was like oh my gosh I hadn't even thought about kind of how anxiety is heightened when you're hungover Mm. or when you're um kind of got the shakes as well from drinking too much shakes (gasps) don't like that and also I then because I don't really I don't get hangovers but the the day after drinking I'll I will be in like a more anxious kind of state of mind yeah um and so then I get anxious the day before about the day after oh really you get like pre-anxiety yeah Yeah, exactly because I I don't want to feel that way um but then obviously as soon as I start drinking kind of does melt away temporarily and and then I, my inhibitions go, so I, I'll do some, I don't know, I'll say things. And then the next day I'll go back over what things I've said or done and be like, oh my God, like, why did I do that? Why did I say that? Even though it's never really that bad. Yeah, but, it you makes know, you overthink everything. It does. It really, really does. I found an article in The Guardian with a bit of kind of like scientific information. That I'm just going to quote. Oh, classic mayor. <laughs> <laughs> just so we can like, for any listener that hasn't heard of anxiety before, well, kind of the yeah. side effects are... Like, as Em said, feeling anxious, agitated, panicked, um, also Mm. feeling kind of a bit flat as well and emotionless. Um, But it's basically alcohol stimulates the GABA receptors, which makes you feel, um, yeah, which makes you apparently feel more relaxed. So when when you're so drunk, there's that sometimes why you kind of like don't really care about feeling about how you're going to wake up the next day. The more you drink, the less you care about how you're going to feel the next day. Mm. And then apparently by kind of like your third or fourth drink, this starts blocking glutamate. Yeah, the main excitatory transmitter. So it starts, Mm. as soon as that starts blocking that, you end up with 
really reduced levels of glutamate and your body when you're drunk tries to bring these GABA levels to normal um, but when it's, but obviously when you stop drinking there's low levels of GABA and this massive spike of glutamate which leads to anxiety it's really kind of like imbalanced literature students take on science I think um, like related to that is obviously there's going to be a crash after the alcohol high mm. and I think that's often what leads to the kind of the panicky or the agitated feelings even yeah. irritability and like impulsiveness I I mean I definitely sometimes feel irritable but often I think it's just because of lack of sleep <laughs> yeah well absolutely also I think at the same time whenever I'm hung over the next day I always freak out about how much work I have to do or how like yeah. how much being in that in this state is going to set me back mm. which is just so counterproductive so usually what happens with me I wake up I feel tired but not and like maybe like I've got cotton wool in my mm. brain but I don't feel you know I've really have a headache or anything like that so I'll usually go for a run or whatever and it like I sweat out the alcohol like, that is definitely not scientific but that's how it feels mm. so I then feel way better and then it hits about 5 p.m and suddenly I just crash and I feel so tired and like anxious and stressed and like stressed obviously because if it's a Saturday that I was drinking then that day's a Sunday so the next day's a Monday mm. and I'm like stressed about the week ahead wow so, yeah. so you go for a run that's wild yeah see it usually makes me feel better and yeah. then I hit 5pm and then I'm like a zombie. See, that's so interesting So I think I wake up, I, get, I go into such like an agitated kind of fitful sleep and then I wake up the next morning and I feel really kind of like kind of groggy head and also mm. my stomach also never, it never feels right even after I've had yeah. like two glasses of wine, let alone if it's a, like yeah, more of a night. night. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. So... That's always really weird to yeah. wake up to. And I also never feel like my usual meals. Like I never feel like the usual mm. foods that I like to eat. And that always puts yeah. me on edge. Because I'm like, oh God, like don't even know what I fancy. I don't know what I want to mm. eat. Like all minor things. But at the time just feel like the biggest deal really in the unsettling. world. unsettling, yeah. Yeah, because I want to try and like get on with my day and kind of ha still have like a productive day or do something. When in reality, I probably yeah. would have been so much better if I just kind of like let yeah, it pass. 100%. I think, I mean, I definitely have different types of like morning after mm. uh, sometimes I will just I'll try and force myself to eat something and then go for a run but like I will feel nauseous when yeah. I try and eat I don't usually but sometimes I do and I like lose my appetite and so for the whole day I'll literally have like waves of nausea but I'll oh. never actually be sick I know it's yeah that's, that's kind of gross to anyone listening <laughs> but yeah it's kind of the same I never really like I I never sick but I always have that kind of like nauseous feeling where I'm like mm. oh I nothing I sounds good yeah Rach and I <laughs> my flatmate um last semester we after like a night of drinking which was quite messy <laughs> the next day we decided to go walk to Leith oh my god for those of you people of those of you that don't live in Edinburgh it's like <gasps> an hour's walk we walked to Leith to get Bros Bagels, which is a, an amazing bagel place, but bearing in mind they do have bagel shops in the centre of Edinburgh as well. <laughs> we just wanted to, they have had a specific bagel that we wanted to try. So we walked an hour there for these bagels and then and then ate them and felt really ill because they were like loaded with chilli sauce and oh. like chilli sriracha mayo and things like that. It was just our worst idea ever. Um, not really related, but I just thought I'd share. Often you make decisions for the day after drinking 
like the day before so you don't know how you're gonna feel I know I hate doing that I'm like it's fine so I'll give myself the morning and then by like 3 p.m I'll write a 10,000 word essay and I'll submit it and it'll be fine oh god (laughs) and I'll do a job interview and I'll fly to Paris and (laughs) meet this person and come back all in one day (laughs) I think it's that's when it's like so good to know when like how to manage your downtime because yeah, sometimes trying to do too much, especially when hungover and like feeling anxious is just yeah. the worst. But I think that's why I get anxious the day before about it because yeah. I know I'll have fun the night, but then I always am aware of the next day, like how anxious I might feel. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because I'd say about 50% of the time after drinking, I'll, I'll feel anxious. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I think, yeah, it's kind of the same thing. If it's been like a really bad, like a really heavy evening, then I'll definitely get it. Uh, it was really yeah. interesting. We um, we put some polls up on our story, which thank you again for your wonderful feedback. Um, and 54% of you had heard of, uh, had heard of a anxiety. So that, that's such a mouthful to say. Um, had heard of anxiety, had, 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 tongue twister. Yeah, um, which was about half. So you know what, probably quite yeah. quite telling in that regard. Or I think a lot of people have felt it, but maybe didn't know there was a word that mm, associated yeah. with it. I was I was surprised. I thought I thought less people were going to know what it was because obviously I hadn't heard about it before. Mm. So I guess I was surprised that just over half had, and and that is actually like kind of common knowledge. I yeah, guess you could say. I think there was when I was doing research on it. There was like quite a lot of articles talking about like how to combat yeah. it, what to do. So. So when we were talking about anxiety, we obviously kind of put this into context of easing out of lockdown and kind of just talking about anxiety in general. Um, Mm -hmm. Are you an anxious person, Em? Do you suffer from anxiety? I wouldn't say that I suffer from anxiety in the kind of medical sense of it because I know that you can get diagnosed with it and Mm. like there are people that have kind of... um, anxiety episodes and anxiety disorders I wouldn't say I have that but I do like when I have a lot going on or or before going back to uni say this is a classic I'll have a a, you know say two weeks before going back to uni uh after the summer I'll have this anxiety episode where like every night I can't sleep because I'm stressing about Mm. going back to uni and I have this thing where I feel like I can't breathe like my chest feels really tight but like I don't have it that often so yeah um but I do I do get anxious about some some things yeah Um, are you are you anxious about leaving lockdown and socializing kind of like in bigger groups outside of lockdown yeah I'd say I am just because I feel like I've forgotten how to socialize in a big group I totally agree yeah yeah um but yeah like what about you I know um you've like had anxiety for like quite a bit long time I think yeah so it's something yeah. that I think I've never like I've never had it kind of diagnosed per se mm. but I've always known that I suffer from these like kind of anxious kind of panic attack episode things mm. that happen when um I get certain triggers um but it's something that for me happens like I, I can never really predict kind of when it happens yeah it's kind of the same kind of thing. I feel like I can't breathe. Like it's very kind of like that you try and like take deep breaths and you kind of can't mm. kind of like yeah. take enough air really in. Yeah, really restricted. Yeah, yeah. And I think it's something that 
I never really realized, like I didn't really term it as anxiety, mm. kind of until I went to uni and kind of had kind of like my first episode away from home. And yeah. like, well, like one of my best friends was like, oh, like, and to kind of mention the word kind of like off the cuff. And I was like, oh, actually, I didn't even realize that this was what this is. Yeah, I think it's always quite weird when you put like a term to it because it's something that mm. I'd suffered with at home and kind of it, it's like when when they happen in, around other people, it's quite hard to kind of tame for other people. And it, I know it kind of yeah. doesn't like annoy people when I have like family members when I go through them, but it's a bit like they don't know what's triggered it and they don't know why it's been triggered. So it's kind yeah. of all just a bit confusing for everyone. And I think I used to have these kind of episodes where I couldn't breathe and I'd be like really crying. And mm. everyone would be like, this is really kind of strange. Like, I don't know what's going on. And then when I first went to uni, it was like, oh, okay. We think like she's having these like anxious, like panic attack episodes. Yeah. So it's never really been diagnosed, but I think like I've had enough people kind of be anxiety to kind of put the pieces together. Because I, I remember before, like as the pandemic was kind of kicking off, you sent me a text like, oh, are you going home? Like, I don't know what to do. My anxiety can't deal with this. So that's that's why I said like, oh, I, I think you've like got anxiety because yeah. <laughs> I've seen it firsthand. But <laughs> yeah. Do you think it's related to um like control and planning and being a like unpredictability um I think I'm very much a creature of habit I have a like Mm. I have a certain trigger that I know kind of like what will what will trigger it like pretty much Mm. every time consistently but I think a lot of the time when I get it I kind of get mild doses of it it's like you say when you're kind of going to uni when it's like a change like when the pandemic happened and we first got wind of it the thought of everything changing so quickly and like out of my control was something mm. that I really didn't like the thought of like I couldn't work out when to fly home or like what to do or kind of how to mm. like organize my stuff in such a short space of time and I think when I when I kind of get put like put into a situation that I haven't been able to predict is when it kind of flares up quite badly yeah. but so I kind of need other people to kind of be like I'm doing this this like when you said to me well I'm just gonna stay up and kind of like see how it <laughs> plays out I was like do you know what other people aren't kind of just taking the drop everything can run approach yeah like it's it's kind of okay so when I kind of speak to other people about it and about the things that are making me anxious it feels so much better like I have a friend that always helps me with kind of like deadlines and stuff and we do the same course and sometimes I'm a bit like oh I don't know if I'm gonna have enough time she's like chill you're so fine like look we've got this many days we'll do this this and this and like it'll be fine so I think when I've got other Mm. people to talk about it it kind of gets better like oh I definitely get that anxiety with deadlines yeah it will be four weeks before the deadline and I will be to my friend Alex I will be like oh my god I'm worried I don't have enough time and she'll be like Emma the question came out a week ago <laughs> you have enough time honestly I just, yeah I just get major anxiety with deadlines I'm like what like I need it to be done a week before so I have the whole week to just like Oh yeah, make edits and submit it and whatever. A hundred. I'm like, I need to redraft at least twice before it can go yeah, in. Like, I know. Yeah, and I think. Oh. I mean, what, what do you, do you have a particular reason why you think that is? It's because does it think you it play into kind of your perfectionist kind of mm. streak or? Yeah, I'd say definitely plays into that, and also probably some of my school habits. Like at school, obviously we'd get set a lot more work, but a lot shorter. Uh, pieces to yeah. do yeah. and so I was very much someone who would the day it was set I'd do it and so oh, by the I time see. it was due in the week after I'd kind of have forgotten about it but like I'd have it done whereas a lot of people they would do things 
for the, the night before they mm. were due so kind of the opposite direction so i just always front load everything because yeah. i'm like i want to make my future my life for my future self easier mm. but then i make like the present really hard for myself sometimes with like leaving lockdown um i don't i don't know about you i know you said that you you found this past week really challenging mm. um but again i feel like it's because there are a lot of things in your life right now that are, like a lot of deadlines kind of approaching you to do with different things but yeah. how do you think in the next like few weeks and months it's going to be for you and your anxiety and I don't know maybe you could talk about any coping mechanisms you use as well um I think at the beginning of the week it was like really bad to the point where I, I kind of I never really speak to my mum about kind of like how anxious I feel and I kind of spoke mm. to her and I was like oh I kind of feel like are you feeling this kind of like weird out of body experience being out and she was like no not really and we kind of just spoke about Mm. like why I was feeling kind of that way and it's gotten better as kind of like the week's gone on like yesterday was probably the best day it's been out of the whole week which makes sense because it's gradually improved um and so I, I think seeing more people and actually putting I think I'm imagining it to be worse than what it is when I put myself in that situation it's so fine and like yeah it's it's so much better than what I thought so I think it's all that kind of like preconceived ideas of what I think it's going to be like so usually Mm -hmm. what I try and do or what I've been trying to do recently is just just make sure that I go to those events kind of make sure if my parents have booked a table somewhere like to go out for breakfast with them to kind of go for a a walk with Florian go and like sit in outside a coffee shop and have coffee and like hot chocolate and cake or something because kind of make sure I have something that I'm doing each week because I think it was worse Mm. when Monday happened everyone went out and I kind of stayed in for the first day and then Tuesday evening I went out and I was like okay everyone feels too comfortable with this I feel like I'm miles behind kind of the social interactions I've kind of even though you were only like a day behind (laughs) I know which is ridiculous because I was just making it out it was all in my own head not really what was Mm. going on outside at all but I've just kind of made sure that I've got something in the diary for at least kind of once a week where I'm out in a busier scenario so it doesn't just feel really alien from going from like my bedroom into like the middle of town where everyone's around having ice cream and coffee and it's like exciting Mm. but also like yeah Um, no I agree so anyone who suffers from kind of like feeling anxious or is feeling anxious leaving lockdown I would definitely recommend just kind of the slow and steady approach at the moment is kind of working for me and also reaching out to friends like Em's been so good this week I kind of been sending her voice messages like (laughs) oh I can't cope um I text she said to me that May said to me that she found me very calming so I said to her maybe I should be a therapist (laughs) I think so you got a really calming presence you're like you're gonna be fine like it's just it's because of this this is why you feel so anxious it's like so normal I was like oh I'm actually so fine and like other people are feelings are valid (laughs) (laughs) so yeah Emma's been playing therapist all week which has been great (laughs) Dr Gill what can I say oh yeah um but it was interesting because we put on um one of the polls are you feeling anxious about socializing as lockdown eases and 70 percent of you said yes but then we put on, yeah. are you excited or nervous for clubs to open? And 70% of you said excited. So it seems to me there's a bit of a, like, <laughs> I get it because, I mean, I'm personally excited for, yeah, I'm I'm excited for clubs to open too. Yeah, me too. I'm, but I'm also slightly anxious about socialising. So I think 
yeah, they're not mutually exclusive, mm. but it is interesting because obviously clubs are very much like the peak of not even just socializing, but being surrounded by loads of people. Yeah. Um, I mean, Emma, are you kind of anxious or nervous about kind of interacting with like boys? Uh, <laughs> I la- like, oh, my last like interaction with a male, like in a club or whatever, was probably like January 2020. <laughs> it's been so long. I know, I'm terrified. I yeah, I don't think I've kissed someone for like four, 15 months. Oh, maybe. I know, me too. Don't say that. That sounds so long. I know. It's so Coming weird. Back to like 70 year, 17 year old me not knowing how to kiss anyone. <laughs> also though I feel like I'm I'm gonna get like COVID anxiety like I don't want to kiss you because I don't know like see I get you know yeah like I kind of I get what you mean see I don't have that kind of fear about kind of like spreading COVID which you know is probably like worrying I probably should think about that more it's more about like (laughs) just generally kind of like socially kind of interacting flirting sorry what yeah oh god I've never been good at flirting anyway um (laughs) you'll just (laughs) you'll just use your sarcasm and just offend them (laughs) yeah I will and no none of them can take it so I'm just like well if you can't take my sarcasm then you're in the bin (laughs) oh dear but yeah I just it's not necessarily the like the covid like obviously I don't want to get it and I don't want to spread it but it's Mm. also just the I've never I haven't been that close to to anyone apart from like my my parents for so long that like personal space and like all that I think I'm gonna find really weird like having that encroached upon yeah I think that's the thing I think it's this whole idea of like spatial awareness because you've spent so long trying to keep as much distance between people and now when Mm. it's kind of like more people being vaccinated obviously we try and keep our distance between people but shops are opening so in certain cases it's kind of harder to keep an incomplete like two meter plus distance Mm. it's weird to kind of have your space your space kind of like like you say encroached upon I guess we'll see. Um, maybe we'll have to do an episode in season two all about, like, clubbing post-lockdown. If clubs open, I don't want to, like, you know, jinx it, but... Yes, yeah. definitely. I would absolutely love to do an episode on clubbing. <laughs> I think also it's going to be interesting to get your guys' opinions on how you're finding... Like, I feel like each week we take out of these restrictions, we'll, like, bring something new to tell us. Mm. We just need, like, a running comment box for you guys. Yeah. Yes, we do. To tell us how you're feeling. You can tell us our little, your little stories or anecdotes or feelings. I feel like we might have to look into something, see if there's yeah. a couple of options around. You can always DM us. Yes. At me time underscore podcast. We're going to keep you know shipping it. Also, at this, oh, yeah. t- at this time of recording, we're on 99 followers. So, yeah, if so you can- please, there are more of you that listen to this. So please, if you listen to this, like follow us on Instagram. We would absolutely love to have you in our little community. We'll get into that later in the episode, but mm-hmm. season two is going to slap, guys. Oh, so excited. Oh, I know. Um, another but... thing we found interesting is we um, put on our Instagram saying, what's one word that you could use to describe mm. this past week, which I thought has been interesting. And we got a pretty much 50-50 split positive and negative, didn't we, Em? Yeah, we did. Yeah, I found it really interesting. Um, so <laughs> we got someone saying gains um because obviously they're making the most of going back to of the gym of course the gyms yeah, all the gym bunnies like, are we back we stand that oh, i know i love um, that who else someone said happy someone said free uh someone else said invigorating but we also got 
stressful, tiring, unsettling. And um, I said yeah. that my word was challenging. And yeah. then I asked Em and she said different. So yeah, I think there is like a whole cocktail of emotions right now. And I feel like the same people who said happy or, or invigorating at a different moment in this week might have said something different yeah if that makes sense because like I after Monday after that charity shop experience I was a little bit like shaken and I was like I'm not sure I like this even though I'm so pushing for things to kind of go back to quote-unquote normal Mm. um but then on I think it was Wednesday I decided to just take myself out on a little date I went to a cafe it was really (gasps) cute and I was like oh this is so lovely I'm so happy so yeah I mean that's why I chose different you know because it was different (laughs) yeah I think that I did the same sort of thing beginning of the week I was like oh I don't like this and then by the end of the week like yesterday I went for breakfast at a restaurant and it was the nicest Mm. experience I was like this feels so good to have social interaction and then just like walking into shops and speaking to other people and um one of the one of the workers in one of the clothes shops here was talking about how she was found it quite jarring the whole experience and being in such like yeah. close proximity with people and I was like do you know what everyone's feeling it in like some ways happy as everyone is everyone's feeling it yeah. so I think kind of when you make these kind of like connections with people even if it's just about how you're feeling it just makes everything feel a lot more yeah. normal and you feel less alone as well absolutely um, I mean also especially like in your feelings yeah I think because like me and you as well we're kind of at home and mm we're just like with our parents it's kind of like a weird thing to kind of gauge if people your age are feeling the same way yeah 100% um and also because you know my dad he he loves his sport so as soon as things have been opening up he's been playing tennis and golf like Mm. every other like alternating days and and kind of he had a a business like meeting for lunch uh, in London and you know he's been super busy and he's loving it clearly and I'm there like oh you know someone got too close to me in a charity shop and I felt (laughs) anxious I know I think I, I think it's weird because there's a little bit more pressure I guess kind of on us on like kind of the younger generation maybe because we are kind of still encouraged to make kind of like connections and um Mm. relationships and friendships and we're still trying to like kind of live like a relatively normal 20 year old life in a place where we're not really meant to be at the moment um so I think it's slightly more pressure on that which is why it's a bit like I'm kind of overanalyzing every situation kind of like should I feel like this what's what's Mm. the impact of this gonna be on like when we're all back together it is gonna be hard though just because obviously like neither of us had stayed at home this long since Mm. um going to university and you know the whole I think I read somewhere that leaving home for university is is some is like a natural way of of helping you know young young adults to like what's it fly the nest yeah 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 is that the phrase Mm -hmm. yeah um and I was like, yeah, that's so true. Before university, I know I could, I was like, oh, the prospect of leaving home, that's so daunting to me. Yeah. And then I come second year university, I was like, oh, like I'm, you know, I'm ready for it. Post, like post uni, it'll be fine. Mm. And now here I am, like having spent the majority of the past year at home, like stressed again about, about leaving home because it's just been so, you know, you fall back into comfortable habits. Absolutely. And you slot in with your parents and family again really easily. And also you don't have to, th- 
think about like caring for yourself like things are done for you and oh god i know i know like i've been at home like you don't have to cook every night you know we take it we have a rotor like we take it in turns and yeah yeah. and it's like we've like been home essentially for like five months which like you say would never happen which is Mm, like when you say like nearly half a year that's kind of like wild and Uh, yeah i think that is where a lot of like my nerves stem from is the fact of like, what's it going to be like when we go back in September and it's, like... I know. Hopefully, like, all back to normal. Oh, I really hope so. I mean, I can't... I can't stay at home again. I know. But it's, as I, I mean, it's just, like... There's this, like, weird kind of divide. Like, some days I wake up, I'm like, I don't want to be here. Like, I want to be anywhere but home. And then other days I wake yeah. up, I'm like, this is fine. And, like, I can actually imagine just staying here. Which is yeah. so weird to kind of oscillate between these two emotions. Because, obviously, I don't want to really stay is. at home. <laughs> I mean, when it will come to it, like, in an ideal world, we'll be able to go back to uni in September and it will be fine. Mm. When it will come to it, I know I will have two weeks of just, like, anxiety dreams at night because Mm. it's usually like that after two and a half months at home, let alone however many months it will have been by then. Literally. Literally. And I think think it's just... We obviously had a lot of firsts going into the pandemic. There's going to be a lot of firsts coming out of the pandemic. Yeah. I think just hopefully like uni and like if you're at school or work will be kind and kind of accommodating as we do move back into these kind of normal times. I do hope so. Because I think... I hope there'll be some form of easing rather than just like throwing into the deep end. Yeah, I mean, like you say, like we got plunged into these restrictions. We've been in them for over a year. It's going to have some kind of um, like repercussions. So I just hope that we can like mediate those in like a comfortable way. Speaking about socializing with boys again, this is again unrelated kind <laughs> of, but I had a dream two nights ago that I met my soulmate. Oh my God. Yeah. Okay, tell what all. What does this mean? What does well, this I mean? Remember, I don't remember his name. I remember he was really good looking and he really fancied me. <laughs> That's <laughs> always a plus. <laughs> yeah, he was blonde, which is unexpected. Like I, my type's usually brunette. You know, tanned vibe. Oh my goodness. Um, Was he a surfer? I mean, it would suit what he looks like. If, you know. <laughs> that was a massive he was wearing, generalization. He was wearing board shorts. You know. <gasps> so, yeah. So, maybe he was a surfer. Yeah. Oh. Um, yeah, I just, yeah, I met my soulmate. So, oh my God. You how know, do guys, we... maybe, maybe, maybe this is it. How do I meet him? How do we find him? <laughs> I don't know. I have to dream about him again, again and then ask his name and then. We can go from there. I can't believe Watch this space, guys. Literally, Emma's gonna have a boyfriend, guys. Oh my god! Not just a boyfriend. This is soulmate material. Oh my god! What do you like? Come out of lockdown, find this boy, and then just be like, "Oops, like I'm engaged." I'd be like, "Okay, <laughs> you can be my maid of honor." Thanks. Leave me in the lurch. I'm like, "It's fine. I'll finish the podcast. It's fine." Uh, I love how this. This is literally just... I'm going to have to search up later what it means if you actually... If you meet your soulmate in a dream but have, like, never had a serious boyfriend. It's probably some sort of pathologized response to severe single... <laughs> Every time I Google stuff like, oh, why have I had a dream about, like, my ex? Why have I had a dream yeah. about this boy? It's always like, oh, when you're feeling really lonely. I'm like, right. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, so... That's something to look forward to. Maybe Google will tell you that you're just feeling incredibly isolated and alone. Oh God. Yeah, my soul is feeling split in half, clearly. <laughs> or it could be the start of a really exciting adventure, so. Yeah. I also had my fortune read on my palm by myself <laughs> that told me I was going to meet my lover late in my 
twenties. So. so you've got a few years. <laughs> so I've got a few years to go. Is that when you're living in Australia then when you'll meet this guy? <laughs> uh, maybe. I mean Australia wasn't on the cards, but who knows where the world will take me. Oh god. This is uh, I'm sorry guys. There's clearly a bit of anxious energy here isn't there <laughs> clearly but you guys like the relationship episode so we're here um yeah true true indulging in dreams about boys exciting stuff yeah it's the closest we're gonna get to any boy at the moment so <laughs> oh dear don't remind me <laughs> usually when i'm feeling anxious i just try and like focus on doing little things that will help so you know stay hydrated yeah uh, or make myself a cup of tea um that's get a, a good night's sleep like do a little bit of gentle exercise that's a really yeah that's really good yeah. advice that's really good advice I, I when I feel anxious I try and like you say get out my own head and like you say whether yeah. that's like a walk or kind of a call to a fresh friend air. fresh Amazing. air is just the best yeah. medicine but I think just kind of speaking to people about how you're feeling just is so mm. much better because as soon as you kind of get it off your chest you can kind of rationalize it in a way where in your head it's like completely irrational and completely like it feels like the end of the world um yeah so definitely agree that's always a good advice pick up a pick up the phone to a friend um or do my preferred method a big voice note dump <laughs> I've got really into voice notes recently though I know I think they're really fun I think it's fun because you don't have to scheduling like you say a FaceTime which sometimes mm. can take up a lot of time and it's something that you can do every day whereas a FaceTime might be once a week or something yeah um so yeah, yeah maybe try voice notes guys if you are not already on that hype I would very much recommend kind of winds down this episode we and and this season um we wanted to share maybe a few favorites about podcasting and season one but also just some general like cultural favorites mm -hmm. um so yeah I mean, i'm just gonna go in and ask you Maya, what was your favorite episode to record and your favorite part about start of starting this podcast my favorite is probably i loved recording the food episode Mm. um because it's just something that like it was quite random and off the cuff but also I just love talking about food in all contexts yeah um and probably the my favorite thing about starting the podcast is like it's been so nice spending so much time together and kind of creating yeah. content that you guys like the listeners have like really related with and we've had so many lovely messages and comments and feedback and it just feels like we're creating a community and mm. kind of shedding light on thoughts that are quite a lot of people are feeling at the moment at least that's the kind yeah. of feedback we've gotten so just to be able to kind of be your walk companion or your run companion or just even sitting in your room companion has just mm. been like I found a lot of gratitude in it and it's like a community I feel very thankful for so and I think it's really got me Aww. through being at home for so long so yeah oh me too it's it's filled up time that I had much excess <laughs> yeah absolutely um what about you what was your favorite episode and favorite part I'd say my favorite episode I did really enjoy the food one but mm. I would say the relationships one yeah just because it was like, I know it's the kind of episode I'd have loved to listen to, especially when I was about 16. Mm -hmm. So I loved listening to it and thinking, oh, like, hopefully this helps anyone who who needs to hear this. Yeah, um, yeah. And it was also just good to just to get off that that off my chest, you know? Yeah. Um, 
and then part of starting the podcast um yeah i'm gonna have to just kind of copy you and say the people interacting with us Mm. the little community that feels like we're growing um and also um yeah just the opportunities like it's starting to open up for us you know there are going to be guests coming on the podcast next season and collaborations which I'm super excited for and I know Maya is too one of my questions is what is one thing you're looking forward to for season two I know we kind of touched on it but Mm. um well aside from you know the guests and everything I'm gonna I'm gonna have to say and I'm gonna have to uh I don't know if I'm allowed to say this, but the book club. <gasps> should we announce yeah. it? Yeah, yeah I think I should. Um, Basically, uh, I think it was Mayo's idea, but we want to have a book club. Um, I yeah. don't know if you want to expand on that, <laughs> Mayo. <laughs> I thought you were going to say something else then. Um, um, so obviously, Em and I love reading. You know, we always have recommendations that are book-based, poetry-based. So we want to start a book club. Um, that will begin it. That will be beginning in May on the first of May. We're going to do one book a month, and yeah, we just love to get you all involved. Like we love reading, and we want to hear book recommendations from you guys, um, and also kind of share our our love of books with you guys yeah. as well. And then we can create curate a little me time bookshelf, and it will just be really nice to hear your thoughts. Um, we'll obviously share our thoughts on the books and mm-hmm. probably discuss what we thought like um, at the end of an episode or something. Yeah. And yeah, it'll just be really nice. I've always wanted to be part of a book club. My mum's part of one and I've been so jealous like Aww. for the past 10 years, I know. Um, and we're thinking like hopefully maybe do like little episodes doing debriefs about the book, kind of like get mm. your feedback on it. Um, just kind of like Em said, make it like a bookshelf of me time books and get a hashtag going. And also so we can interact throughout the summer in, um, through books, which is so cute. Exactly. Communication through books. So cute. But what about you? What's the the kind of thing you're most looking forward to? Gosh, you're just like rattling all the good stuff. I was going to say other than the guests, other than the book club, um, I think I'm really looking forward to, we have got some really kind of poignant topics tied in mm. um uh in uh, for season two kind of talking about yeah. social climate um and kind of social politics which will be I think really exciting when we have guests on and to get like so many different opinions and kind of perspectives yeah. um I'm looking forward to, for our podcast to kind of jump into a new sphere that maybe we hadn't seen it going and it's just so yeah. lovely to have kind of this tight-knit community kind of grow and expand so but yes speaking of books I um I had a few favorites I was going to mention so these I've got three favorites I'm going to mention they're more recent favorites like I wouldn't say they're my all-time favorite books ever although Mm. they would be in my top 20 probably um but I think I've already plugged this one maybe I've plugged both of them two of them but Daisy Jones and the Six just gonna re-plug it it's amazing Mm. um where the Crawdads Sing, such a good book. Honestly, get yourself I on know. that level. Get yourselves on that one. Oh. And The Vanishing Half. Um, I haven't again. read that, but I've just heard incredible Stunning. things. Stunning, yeah. Oh, they're great recommendations. I have a couple. Did you ever read Educated by Tara Westover? Yes, yes, oh, yes. That was a great... That was really, really great. I read that last lockdown and that was really great. Um, mm. And also Pretending by Holly Bourne. 
oh oh I don't know if I read it but I think I remember you say like speaking about it to me yeah so I've definitely read yeah. books by her before so and I enjoyed them so I will be getting on that yeah god look at us with the book starting with the books already this is just like the warm-up for the book club <laughs> I know I know um I also wanted to recommend a film oh um, yeah it's called A Man Called well, it's spelled Ove, O V E, but I recently watched. So I watched the film really like last week, and they were pronouncing it Uve because it's Swedish. Ooh. Like a man called Uve, I guess. I don't know. Um, I read the book first. Again, recommend the book, but the film. It's so the author Swedish. The book was originally Swedish and then translated, and the film is in Swedish. It's on Netflix, uh, obviously with English subtitles. And it's just so like heartwarming. It, it's it's sad at times, um, but it's just the protagonist is like an older man. Um, mm. So often like a perspective that doesn't get shown or doesn't get the kind of spotlight in, in film. Um, and it was just really beautiful. My dad loved it and he's one to usually fall asleep or go on his phone <laughs> during films. So I think that speaks for itself. I haven't even heard of that. That sounds great. Yeah, it's excellent. And any book by Frederick Backman, I just highly recommend. Oh, what great yeah. recommendations. Have you seen, I was going to recommend, Parasite on Amazon Prime? No, I haven't. That's a really worthy watch. I think and it's about like high class, um, lower class, hierarchy. It's such a good watch and the cinematography mm. is incredible. And yeah, I would highly recommend that on Amazon Prime. <laughs> Do you have a win or like anything you're grateful for this week? Um, I am really grateful for recording this podcast episode. It has just put me in the best kind of headspace. And so cute. Yeah, it has. It's just made me feel like just so much better about everything. And like I said, talking about stuff sometimes just really like halves the problem completely. Mm, Um, 100%. So yeah, really grateful for this. What about you? I'm going to say my iced coffee on the sunny terrace oh. of Cafe Rust in Hove. It's If you live in Brighton and Hove, it's a great cafe and they do an amazing blended iced coffee. Um, and I just, you know, sat out, main character vibes, drank, oh. drank my iced coffee and read my book. And it was just, you know, it was great. Oh my God, that sounds amazing. The ultimate day of self-care. Take yourself out, you know. Mm-hmm. That is, if there's one thing you're going to take from this podcast, take yourself out. <laughs> absolutely absolutely cannot back that enough um yeah. do you have like an like a rec- a weekly recommendation or are you all used up yes no, I, do. <laughs> I know i recommended a film but i have a series to recommend <gasps> okay well. yes it's, no, it's mexican sorry set in mexico um and it's called quien mató a sara so who killed sara um it's oh god it's so good it's got scandal it's got um suspense you know there's obviously a crime happens um there's like revenge there's um oh there's just everything there's like there's money like everything you could think of and it's just oh my god I'm like sitting on the edge of my seat like (gasps) biting my nails like what is gonna happen oh my god is it on Netflix yes it is Oh my gosh! Look at you with all the TV and film recommendations. I'm I'm gonna watch that. That sounds great. Yeah, it's so good. I've got like three more episodes, I think. 
Get on it. And I will. As a bonus, I've been watching it in Spanish with Spanish subtitles <gasps> to really improve my Spanish. Good for you. Yeah. I'm going to do that. Yeah. I, my Spanish needs the practice too. So that's, <laughs> that's a good, oh, love yeah. that. What about you? I have um, a recipe this week, actually. <gasps> Lovely. A bit different. So basically, I was like scrolling through Instagram the other day and I came across just on my explore page this salted peanut butter freezer fudge. That sounds amazing. And when I say, so it's by at glutenfreegelda on um, on Instagram, if you want to give her a follow. But mm. it's, so basically yeah. it's got cocoa powder, peanut butter, coconut oil, maple syrup, dates, and sea salt. And you just kind of like mix that all together and you whack it in the freezer uh. for an hour. And I, when I say I've been having it every single night, like- Oh really? You've made it already? Oh yeah, no, like I've been making it like, all it this week amazing. it's incredible honestly also side note we've just hit 100 followers have we yeah no way that's so cute oh my god my reaction you heard it here <laughs> yay oh. oh my god that fudge sounds amazing i'm gonna have to make some yeah make it yeah, send it to I me will. it's the best it's so incredible yeah i cannot oh, tell well. you yeah i mean i think that rounds off this episode and, and this, this season. season. <laughs> um, we aren't having a break because <laughs> because yeah, basically they'll be <laughs> because we have no life. So basically, yeah, this is an end of a season, but it's a new beginning straight away. Yeah. Know? So season two will be hitting you next week. Yeah. Um, you so won't have any. Be ready. You won't have any waiting to do. We're gonna be in with a bang. We are yeah. so excited. Again, thanks. There's going to be new podcast artwork as well. Yeah, there is. <gasps> oh, I'm so excited. Yeah, we're going to announce that on Monday when season two, the first episode of season two comes out. We've got a really yeah. fun episode lined up for the first episode of season two. A little collaboration. We won't just be the only two voices you'll be hearing. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. That's all the yeah, clues. Yeah, my lips are sealed. <laughs> um, but thank you for so much for being on this journey with us it's yes and all your support like your dms your answers to our polls and your responses to our question boxes we just we hear you we see you we appreciate it yeah nothing goes goes unnoticed so just Mm. thank you from the bottom of our hearts we are so excited to have you on this journey and we can't wait to see what season two holds yeah and if you want to rate and review us on apple podcasts then (laughs) please do it will take you literally like 30 seconds and we would be very grateful so if you could do that that would be amazing and of yes. course follow us on at me time underscore podcast if you are not on the instagram in the instagram community yet it's a good place we would love to have you there um and thank you so much for listening and we will see you yeah. next week with the beginning of season two. Oh my god <gasps> bye guys bye, bye.